equipping your child and empowering them and making sure that they have the confidence and the knowledge of self that is needed when they are in these schools? Well, that is what I am going to be talking about in this episode. Our children are about a couple months in, uh, two to three months in in school, and you still have to make sure that they are being equipped with empowerment, all right? And this is what's going to help propel them to become successful readers. Stay tuned. Everyone, and welcome to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I am your most gracious host, Miss Sasha. And with the Real Reading Talk, I discuss the real systemic issues that are at the very core, the very foundation as to why there are low levels of literacy in the Black community and the ways in which we can combat these issues together. I thank you all for joining me. Those of you who have been rocking with me, uh, my day ones, you know, I appreciate you. Uh, Miss Pamela, oh my goodness. Uh, I have to give you a special shout out. Uh, she is one of the ones who is, uh, when it my uh, podcast gets uploaded, she is right on it. Then she'll give me some great feedback and I appreciate you tremendously. All right. And of course, uh, Ebony and my sister, LaDonna, uh, and, you know, everyone else out there um, who have been listening um, that I don't know. I appreciate you. And then my newbies, of course, I definitely thank you for listening. And I hope again that you are gaining much benefit. I hope this is a podcast that is going to empower you, going to inspire you to make those necessary changes that are needed so that we can make sure that we are implementing uh, the reading uh, in our communities like we uh, come from. That's where our history comes from, being literate, uh, always placing high value on education. All right, so don't ever forget that. And so we wanna make sure that we are bringing that back and uh, make sure that you share this episode, all right? Share all the episodes. I, yes, I am on Apple Podcasts, yay! So, <laughs> so I'm definitely happy about that. Uh, so now I just wanna get into it. Um, I This was something, this, this podcast is, and just like with all my podcasts, of course, I'm speaking from the heart. Uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, I'll be reading something or I may be listening to a lecture from a Dr. Joy DeGruy, Dr. Amos Wilson, okay, Dr. Kaba Hiawatha Khamenei, all right, you know, uh, these folks out here who are, who have been doing the damn thing, all right, they've been on the scene, of course, Dr. Amos Wilson, he's passed, you know, but he definitely left a wealth of knowledge, he left books, lectures, uh, to help remind us of our greatness as Black people and to get back to that. Uh, and so, um, so again, these are, these are the ways in which I get inspired uh, about the topics that I want to discuss. All right, so what I wanted to do was actually start off with something I was reading. I was, I'm reading, rereading actually this book, and this is her revised book. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can see but if you're not watching, you're listening, I'm gonna say the title, which is Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome, America's Legacy of Enduring Injury and Healing by Dr. Joy DeGruy, all right? And the foreword was done by Randall Robinson, okay? All right, so this book right here, 
Um, I've talked about before how I believe it's a must have. You should have this book in your library. Again, this is my reread of this book. Okay. So that will actually my first time reading the revised version. All right. So, um, but of course, as we all know, uh, you know, when, it, when it's a revision doesn't mean that the information has changed. She just obviously had to, you know, whatever she did, added some things, maybe possibly, you know, maybe deleted some things, changed up or whatever, but the core message is still the same. All right. Getting to the root cause of why we are in the conditions that we are in now as Black people. And yes, this is all related to literacy. You know, every aspect uh, that we deal with in terms of uh, anything uh, that we are lacking as human beings, as Black people, the root cause of it is because of the trauma that has been placed upon our people due to this horrific ma'afa, the Black Holocaust, okay? All right, so that this is, these are the things in which we have to make sure that we are talking about unapologetically in our homes. Please don't be one of those Black parents who say, well, if I'm not, if I don't mention slavery, if I don't talk about the bad stuff, then, I, you know, that's a way for me not to have my child focus on those things. No, you're doing yourself a disservice. And here is why I'm going to tell you that I'm going to read something that she put in here that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said uh, that his mother had did for him. Every parent has sometimes faces the problem of explaining the facts of life to his child, just as inevitably for the Negro parent. The moment comes when he must explain to his offspring the facts of segregation. My mother took me on her lap and began by telling me about slavery and how it had ended with the Civil War. She tried to explain the divided system of the South, the segregated schools, restaurants, theaters, housing, the white and colored signs on drinking fountains, waiting rooms, laboratories as a social condition rather than a natural order. Then she said the words that almost every Negro hears before you can yet understand the injustice that makes them necessary. You are as good as anyone. All right. So this right here, so just to give you a, you know, a snapshot, that's where I got this from, page 68. Uh, again, post-traumatic slave syndrome. This is what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr have remembered his mother teaching him. So my question is for you all, how are you all equipping your children? How are you all educating them on the realities of this society and the conditions that were created by this false notion of white supremacy? What are you doing as that parent? How are you preparing them to be in a society that was created to look at them like they were nothing, not human beings. And those are the questions that I want you to sincerely ask yourself, whether you have children or not. If you got nieces and nephews, if you are an educator, how are you equipping the children that you are around? 
These are the things that you have to really sit with yourself and ask yourself. Because guess what? Just because in, in your mind, you may think, oh, okay, well, if I don't talk about certain things, if I don't focus on this, then it's not gonna be a reality. No, sorry, newsflash, it is a reality. We live in a system that was created to subjugate and dehumanize black people. This is how this American system was created that we're in. And in fact, the system of the false notion of white supremacy is actually global. You can go anywhere around the globe and you will see the mistreatment of people who are black, okay? People who have darker skin, people who have lighter skin, people who are, they have the, the, the hair texture, you know, that is coarse, broad noses, all the characteristics that we know make up black folks our experiences, our culture, okay? But when you go across the globe, it's an attack on black people. But since, of course, I'm focusing on our uh, existence and what we're dealing with here as black people in America, okay? I have to deal with that, why? Because obviously this is where I live, number one. And number two, when you are making sure that you do like what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s mother did for him, and you equip your children, you educate them on what is going on in this society, you are actually empowering them. It does you no good if you start saying things like, well, I'm gonna quit talking about slavery. I don't wanna see another movie on slavery. I don't want to have a conversation about slavery. But then when you go into the schools, what a lot of our Black children have to deal with, they go into the schools, number one, they go into the classroom where it's usually headed by a white woman who usually nine times out of 10 did not grow up in the same communities that our children are, are, are in. They are coming from all these outside suburbs. A lot of them, it's so interesting. A lot of them come from them. them West Side suburbs too, the Parma, Middleburg Heights, Berea, and trust and believe in them places. Those who are from Cleveland, those who know, you know that that's that'd be a whole another animal. Okay, those are the folks in those areas. A lot of times, they for real. They like, yeah, we don't like you. And I used to live in Berea not very long, but I I remember that when I was in sixth grade, when I was in Berea for half of a school year, going to a school where it was only probably about, maybe about 10 black kids in the whole school. This was sixth, seventh, eighth grade, okay? So trust and believe, all right? Uh, you know, when you have these teachers, that just trips my head out. Teachers who coming from those areas or, or any areas, whether it's east side, west side, you know what I'm saying? You know, or again, you know, wherever you are across the country, you have, it seems like for whatever reason, you'll have these white teachers, white women in particular, they want to come into these schools where it's predominantly black children and they wanna be the teachers, all right? That again, that is an extension of slavery, okay? Because those classrooms, what are they doing? Remember, our children are in these schools from K through 12. 
They are in these classrooms. And not only are they in front of these white teachers, they also are learning from a whitewashed curriculum, a curriculum that more and more, as we see, has been changed to the point to where they literally are like, okay, no, you can't talk about, you know, uh, this aspect of history because see, it's going to offend that white little boy or that white girl in that classroom. Now, you know, y'all been hearing about the critical race theory, CRT and all of that type of stuff. And I'm not about to delve into that, you know, but just, uh, just an understanding just briefly, you know, what that is, you know, basically it's like, hey, you know, we should be delving into what has happened when it comes to America, the true uh, inception of America. That should be talked about unapologetically. There's no way that you can talk about the history of this country without talking about how Native Americans were annihilated, okay? And how our African ancestors were kidnapped and drugged into slavery period, to build up this country. These are the things in which you have to make sure that you're talking about. But of course, we cannot start our history there. We have to make sure that we are doing what Dr. John Enrique Clark advised us. Talk, he talked about how not starting your history and slavery, because when you do that, everything else seems like progress. And that's why folks like to start there. Because they're like, okay, so yeah, you all had it bad, but look now, you know, you know, the Jim Crow laws and, you know, the black, all of that stuff, you know, that got eradicated, right? You know what I'm saying? All of that stuff, you know, through, through uh, the, the civil rights laws and you guys can vote now, right? You know, you all have been hearing that a, a lot. You're going to keep hearing that a lot as Black folks. Get out and vote. Your ancestors died for the right to vote. And oh my God, you know what I'm saying? You better vote. If you don't vote, you know, you ain't going to all of this stuff, but again, we still see the same issue. It's 2022. Why do we still gotta keep talking about how you go into classrooms and our children are not being educated on the true history of this, this country? Or you go into the classrooms and our children, all they see is just white inventors this, white doctors that, you know, white people did this so well and white women did that and that, all of this stuff and it's like, and then now, of course, you know, what we're saying now is they are like, okay, so now, and now you have to talk about the LGBTQ, you know what I'm saying? Issues and all of that. So all of, all of this is still again, pushed in the forefront and black people, once again, our existence, the, the, the humanization, the you all aren't, don't have souls, that narrative is still being pushed. Yeah, of course, nobody is saying it directly, but guess what? They don't have to, they don't have to. That's just like, I just, I'll give you an example. That's just like, if you right now, if you Google um, inventors, just Google inventors, Google, you can be just say Google male inventors, Google uh, women inventors, doctors, lawyers, nurses. And what's going to come up? White people, white folks. That's why when I when I'm looking up different books uh, that I want to be able to uh, get 
uh, so we can distribute out in the community because of the nonprofit organization that I started, ABC Read, and that's one of the things we do. We give away new or gently used books that primarily represents Black people, culture, and experiences. I have to actually Google and be specific, okay, books uh, that talk about Black inventors, that talk about Black doctors, that talk about Black mathematicians, that talk about Black people did that. I have to do that because if I don't, by default, they're going to show white people. Why? Well, because that's natural, right? Like that's, you know, that, that's what you're supposed to understand and, and have, you know, ingrained in your subconscious. You're not supposed to ever think that black people did anything. And in fact, it would not be in America if it wasn't for black folks. Even when you go back, even before our, our enslaved ancestors uh, were drug here, you talking about even during the times when Europe was in the dark ages and how the Africans helped to save Europe by teaching them how to bathe. Look it up. Yes, the African Moors, okay? And Moors really just, that's just, you know, Blacks and they were Muslim as well, okay? This is what they did. They were already, you know, African civilizations already had their societies where they were already thriving. They already, you know, had societies where they were advanced, just like you think about the movie Black Panther and the Wakanda. That had already existed. That was already popping. But see, if you do not equip your children, just like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, that his mother had to make sure she did, then you are sending your children into these environments you know, uh, just on hope. I'm just going to hope and pray that you don't get indoctrinated and you come home and you're going to just be someone who this child is going to love themselves. You know, they're going to know about their history, you know, and they're going to walk away, you know, believing that, that they can be the best that they can be. But what's so interesting though, by that third, fourth grade, that child begins to dwindle when it comes to even having that desire to want to learn, and in particular, our boys. And I believe it's called the fourth grade slump. And Dr. Jawanza Kunjufu talked about this. Around that, that age, that third and fourth grade, that's when that child, they start, what it, they start going into what is called reading to learn. So remember in the beginning, it's the learn to read phase. So that's that pre-K through third grade, okay? And then after third grade and that fourth grade, it's now you're reading to learn. And so then that's when they inundate you, inundate our kids with all of this information about, you know, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and, you know, the wars and, you know, yes, yeah, the America, you know, we, we defeated this, of these people and, you know, we invented that and the Wright brothers and all of these different, you know, folks that they inundate our children with. You get reading, they get reading passage after reading passage. If it ain't about somebody white, it's about some animals or it's about some, some scientists that's talking about animals and them scientists, trust and believe nine times out of 10, they're going to be white. So you getting it full blast. And so what do you think is doing to that child's spirit? Because that's around that age, you're talking about nine and 10, eight, nine, 10 years old. 
Y'all know, we know what we went through during that age. That's that adolescence. You start, you know, being more aware of who you are. You start to, you know, you start some, some of the kids are starting to go through puberty. You know what I'm saying? It's the beginning stages. You start to think more on your own. You start to do more critical thinking. And so what do you think is happening to that child's mind? You best believe they're going to start saying, well, how come I don't see anybody that looks like me? And, and the thing is, is that if you do not equip your child, if you do not tell them that, yes, you come from this and it start letting them know about their history, that's when they start to doubt and that's when they start to check out. Check out meaning what? They're in the classroom and that's when they like, do, do, do. Do, do, do. And you already know what's going to start happening next, right? After they start not paying attention, after they start making little paper airplanes and paper footballs, you know what I'm saying? Start talking to the person next to them because, you know, the, the, the teachers up there talking about, yes, you know, and Thomas Jefferson and, you know, and George Washington and Monticello and, and you know, with glee in her eyes and all of that. And that child like, okay. And next thing you know, they start playing, looking around, not paying attention. And what's coming next? My educators, you already know. The labeling. That's right. I think, I think little Jamar, you know, he has a struggle with sitting still. I'm going over the lesson and everyone else is sitting still. But Jamar, you know, he keeps, he keeps wanting to play. Is, is everything okay, you know, at home? You know, is he getting enough rest? You know, all the questions start coming, right? Then next thing you know after that, it's, I think he needs to see the school psychologist. Then the school, remember, they, these is all, they all on the same team. The teachers, the principal, the school psychologist, the therapist, they all on the same team. You know what team that is? I'm about to tell you. It's called the team white supremacy. That's right. Yes, yes. If you didn't know, now you do. Okay, that's the team they own. It's called white supremacy code. That's why they all work in tandem. They all working together. Okay, all the teacher got to do, because she's like that police officer in that classroom. All she got to, she's monitoring what's going on, monitoring the behaviors. Then after she notes down that Jamar, you know, he hasn't turned in his homework. All right, he's playing around in class because they documenting trust and believe, writing down that he was, you know, he started to pick a fight, you know, with the other little kid, you know, he started, you know, making little paper airplanes, all of these things, he's acting out, then it's, he needs to see the school psychologist, then he does, you as mom now, remember, you know, you, they already plan on the fact that, you know, they already know you got to go to work, you working, you don't want to keep getting called off, called into these meetings because you know that's tapping into making your money, okay? And so they know all that. So you getting mad, you upset, sometimes unfortunately beating him, trying to get him to submit, trying to get him to pay attention, but you missing the whole scenario that they have created because all they're doing is swooping in on ADHD, oppositional defiance, emotional defiance, all the terms that they came up with. And next thing you know, 
you want 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 uh, some some drugs? I mean, I mean some some Ritalin, right? Dope man, dope man. Yeah, that's that's what starts to happen after that. But where did it start though? That's why I said in the beginning. So you got to make sure you equip your children. You have to empower them. You have to educate them on the realities of this society. You can't be afraid. You can't say things like, well, if I don't talk about it, then that's me not uh, putting focus to it. That's me not making sure that it's going to manifest. Well, guess what? White supremacy is already manifested. It been did that. It did its job. It's four, 500 years in, okay? So that's why you have to be clear and adamant about making sure that you do the opposite of what they've done to us. They tried their best to take away our souls, our humanity, our dignity, integrity, any, all the things that make you human, our compassion, our mercy. They tried their best to do that. And unfortunately, it has worked in a lot of ways. This is why, again, we see the issues of when we talk about in the Black community where we have issues of trusting one another, issues of not, uh, you know, trying to make sure that we are reading and studying, thinking that we're going to party and bull-ish, like the last poet said, party and bull-ish, party and bull-ish. Look it up, YouTube, okay? Last poets, they got a whole poem you know what I'm saying, to, to a nice little rhythm about that. Keeping us, you know, in a, in a state of just not facing reality. This is what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s mother did for him. She equipped him. And of course, as we know then, yes, it definitely, we can say, you know, it was way more blatant, right? White fountain, color fountain, okay? You're talking about white school, school where, you know, they had all the resources. Then you hear it is you have the black uh, community where they have lack of resources. But one of the things that I can definitely say during that period, during that time when we it had that forced segregation, because we still got segregation for real. Let's, let's keep it a buck. We already know. All right. This, it already exists. Okay, they just they just you know hide behind it now. It's okay, yeah, you know, when, when the integration came and then when white folks said, you know, we really are moving out, moving away, we're not, you know, about to be near them or whatever the case may be, and created these communities and and these enclaves and getting, you know, uh having all these resources so that they can have all of these phenomenal schools, phenomenal neighborhoods, and then here come black folks once again. Why can't we live over there? you trying to get in and they're like, well, can you afford it? And then those who do get over there, what do you do? You still see and feel the same crap. And this is why, again, I go back always to the foundation. You have to make sure that you are equipping your children with what history tells us and equipping them with that fortitude with that determination spirit, that warrior spirit, that spirit of knowing and understanding that yes, you literally come from greatness. You have a genius inside of you. It's not cliche. This is real stuff. It's not cliche. There are books, 
there's information out here that substantiates what I'm saying and what our black people have been saying. People who have researched and have done scholarly work on this. It is evident, but you got to be willing to do the work. And this is why, again, like I said, why I always go back to making sure that you are being unapologetic about educating your children about our history and making sure that you are showing them just like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s mother was telling him, you are as good as anyone. It's not about trying to look down upon anybody, but you are a human being that was made in a beautiful way. God created you just like he created all of us. And you got to step into your greatness. It's going to be tough. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. But that's what's going to build you and make you stronger. And you have to always be in the mindset of, no, if you, you don't have to try to push yourself into places that deny your existence as a human being. That's why we have to be in the business of creating our own. And we have to be okay with that. We have to be, because the only thing that's going to happen, once again, is going to be 2043, 2063. And our kids' kids are going to be talking about the same damn thing. How come we don't have, you know, adequate housing? How come we don't have schools that have the equipment that we need so that we can advance, so that we can have a great science lab in our school or technology space? How come we don't have, you know, uh, the, the different activities, basic things like a swimming pool, just like in the city that I'm in. They had the, the one school, the uh, high school that had a swimming pool for years, for years. They got rid of it, made more parking lot space. And now when you look at this school, this school, the population of the kids in the school, please, I mean, I, I don't, I think it's like probably barely 200 to 300, probably 300 kids. It ain't hardly no kids in that school. And, and this is a school that I graduated from where it was close to a thousand. And it's like a quarter of that now. And the reason why I bring up just like something as basic as a swimming pool, again, here it is. The statistics show that every year, you have black children who are drowning at alarming rates. Why? Because they're not swimming. They're not getting those swimming lessons. And that's something, that's a basic life skill. And I remember in high school that you had to take swimming. That was something, a requirement for you to graduate. Now it's like, please. They replaced all the things that was going to help our children thrive in terms of you know, uh, life being able to equip them for things so that they can uh, you know, seek out uh, ways in which they can build, have their own businesses, so they can uh, have a sustainable uh, uh, income. They took a lot of those things away and they replaced it with these tests. And once again, what did they do? They said, okay, well, if your child can't read, if your child can't you know, pass this test or whatever the case, now we're going to hold them back. And then they'll flood us again with all the statistics. see if they're not reading by this age, they're more likely to go to jail. And while they're doing that, while they're saying all that, they're building more jails 
and, and, and making them bigger and bigger because all of it is connected to the system of white supremacy because trust and believe it, they never intended for us to live as our full human selves because they never viewed us as that. Why? Because guess what? They don't view, them, view themselves as that. Anytime when you are trying to oppress and you're trying to put somebody in a box where they don't exist and you are oppressing them and you're making them feel like that they're less than human, that's what you feel about yourself, okay? That's what you feel about yourself. And read the ISIS papers by Dr. Frances Cress Wilson and she'll explain that thoroughly. While that whole ideology, all of that stuff is deep-rooted in envy, okay? Trust and believe, all right? But again, we're not gonna know this and we're not gonna be able to connect the dots if we don't study it and if we're not intentional about making sure that we go find the information out. Start off small. Start off with just like with the people that I mentioned, Dr. Frances Cress Wilson. Go to YouTube. She has, there are plenty of videos about her talking about that. Dr. Amos Wilson, start there. Go listen to the lectures. That's how I started. I didn't, I wasn't reading his books at first. I started with listening to his lectures when I got hip to him about, I think about eight years ago. All right, Dr. Kaba Hiawatha Khamenei, Dr. Kaba, you can just type that in. He's another one. You know, look him up, Dr. Professor, uh, Professor James Small. He's another one. So look these people up, start off there so that you can begin that journey with your children of empowerment so they can be equipped so you don't keep pushing them into these spaces, especially since a lot of us still may have our children in these school settings. You still got to send them there with empowerment, with knowledge, with confidence, with understanding of what they're dealing with so they don't go in there like thinking that they're on the same equal footing as those who are oppressing them. So I'm going to end there and I hope that you all, again, I hope that these uh, podcasts, uh, the different information that I'm giving you all is beneficial. I hope that you are uh, understanding what I'm saying and I hope it's empowering and inspiring. And I hope too, that you are listening to these episodes with your children as well. The, this is for the family. This was the intent behind Real Reading Talk not just for the adults, but your children as well should be listening. All right. So I thank you all again uh, for rocking with me with another episode, episode 40, y'all. All right. I got four more to go. And then I'm going, I'm preparing for season three. All right. And so season three is going to have some bangers. Okay. More guests. And uh, again, more of the conversation and, and doing more of the deep dive of how we can continue to change the narrative and how we can continue to fight against the system that was created to subjugate our people. Okay, you've been listening to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I'm Miss Sasha, and uh, make sure that you please keep reading for at least 30 minutes a day. Peace. Like I told you all, I was going to talk to you about making sure that you and of course, it's a reminder to myself that we are equipping our children with empowerment and with the confidence, the tools that are needed so that they can be successful. And of course, when it comes to su success as black people, 
we have to make sure that we are equating our education to our liberation. All right, so I hope that you all got that message with this episode. And so now it's time for some housekeeping. I want to remind you all, if you are looking for that pre-K through fourth grade reading tutor, and yes, I am that reading tutor who makes sure that your child will be getting uh, all of the Black experiences, the the, uh, culture, the history uh, that is needed for them so that they can be empowered with their reading, all right? So if you're looking for that tutor, then please reach out to me by going to my website, abclearntutoring.com and clicking on that free reading assessment. All right. And also I am the founder and executive director of ABC Read and ABC Read is a nonprofit organization. And our mission is to develop and nurture a culture of literacy in black and underserved communities. And we do this by making sure we have awesome reading events, And we make sure that we are giving away books that represent Black people, Black culture, and experiences. We are on a mission, y'all. By the end of this year, our plan, inshallah, God willing, is to give away 5,000 books. And right now, we've given away over 3,800 books. So we are really close, and we can do it. So please help us by making sure you go to the website, abcread.org check out the different events and things that we've been doing across the city of Cleveland. And if you feel compelled to help us, then please just click on that donate button, PayPal or Cash App. Again, that's abcread.org. And also make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel, Reading is Freedom, all right? There is a plethora, a multitude of read alouds that you will find for your children. Of course, you see when you see those books, those books primarily represent Black people, Black culture and experiences. So make sure that you like, subscribe and share. And I am getting ready to launch the website for my new merch, Reading is Freedom. That's right. I've been selling Reading is Freedom shirts, Reading is Freedom bags, Okay, so the website is being currently being worked on. And yes, it will be done really soon. So you all can go and check it out and you can begin to make your purchases. Very affordable, awesome shirts. And of course, they have the message reading this freedom, y'all. And uh, make sure again that you subscribe to my podcast. All right. So Apple Podcasts, you can catch me on Anchor. Okay, Google Podcasts. All right, so make sure that you subscribe, Real Reading Talk. And uh, and I wanted to end by two more things. Number one, letting you all, all know the book that I've been reading, which is, I show, I talked about it during the podcast, which is Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome, written by Dr. Joy DeGruy. She not only goes into the trauma, because we got to know where it came from, she also goes into the healing, how we can heal individually and collectively y'all so we can do this okay and uh i'm gonna end with the quote and actually i like that quote that dr martin luther king jr's mother said to him all right just simply put you are as good as anyone those simple messages uh that we hear Um, You know, they don't have to be long, just simple, straight to the point. 
but they are very powerful and impactful. Trust and believe when you say those small things to your children on a consistent basis. When you tell them that you uh, believe that they can be anything that they put their minds to, those things will be implanted in them for a lifetime. Okay, don't don't sleep on those little small little things. All right, that you can say to your children or do small things and and, and implementing those things daily. They are very impactful. We just got to make sure we're being consistent with it. All right. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I am your host, Miss Sasha. This was episode 40, season two, and I'm gearing up to prepare for season three. All right. Thank you all for joining me and make sure you please keep reading for at least 30 minutes a day. Peace.